Good morning. Good morning. Court Radio is now in session. Call 215-227-2727. When you've got legal questions, we've got the answers. This is Court Radio. And now here's your host, Dean Weitzman. Good morning and welcome back. I'm Dean Weitzman, live and in the studio for Court Radio. Your host every Saturday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. right here on 100. Point three WRMB. Classics 107.9. The whole firm is in the house. Good morning, Manny Manuel. Good morning, Dean. Got Eric Tactics on the uh, keyboard. Yes, sir. And hidden away in a closet is the one and only Sarah O. Did yep. you see Sarah's in the closet? She is. But before we get this started, though. Yes, sir. Oh. Big shout out to Manuel Glenn. Birthday. His birthday today. Yeah. Happy, Happy birthday. Happy birthday, my brother. Thank you. You folks just see, they're all standing around dancing and singing and yeah, waving their baby. arms right there. Thank you. Thank you very much, everybody. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Feels good. 62 feels good. Thank you, Mom and Dad. Thank I you, got everybody. two months before he's, <laughs> while he's still the old man. Am I the, I'm, am I the oldest? For the next two months. Ah. Well, yeah, I, I don't crack 62 until uh, January 8th. January 8th, that's right. Yeah. 62. Well, I can tell you it's a, it's a great age to be, Dean. You'll love it when you get here. But Folks, it? he's still wearing his gym uniform from high school. <laughs> I mean, the man's incredible. He has uh, not put on one pound. Um, it's a blessing. I give it all to God. There you go. 215-227-2727, the number for all things legal. So, if you've got a legal issue, today's the day to give us a call, and the firm will answer your question or solve your problem. But we have in the studio, I know he's itching to go, we have <laughs> one of your favorite guests of all time, the one and only Jack Myers. Jack's back. Good morning, good morning, Dean, and thank you for having me on. Yeah, you it's know, it's always a pleasure. When Jack's here, folks, um, at least at some point today, we've got to talk about uh, mortgages, and it's ugly out there, Jack. Um, I, I mean, what's the what's the rate right now? Mm. They're definitely up there, uh, depending on your, you know, your situation. Uh, Fannie and Freddie in the middle to high sevens. Wow. Yeah. We haven't seen that in a long time. When I was a kid, I, I remember uh, interest rates were at like 17, 18%. Can I ask a question for the interest illiterate amongst us? What exactly are interest rates? That is the, What's the best way to describe interest that's rates. That's going to define your payment. Mm. The higher the rate, the higher the payment. Uh-huh. And, you know, it's, there's, it's tighter. You know, it makes it tighter. It makes your income, you know, uh, the loan. And what determines these rates? They're done by the, you know, Treasury Department, you know, Fannie, Freddie, the what bond market, the market. There's mm-hmm. a lot of things that, that figure into that. As they raised the rates, they wanted to slow the economy, which they did to almost a halt in my business. But they, yeah, just in your business, because gas is still 
really high and cost for food is really high and everything else is extremely high. So, you know, based on whatever we're trying to bring down, I don't know how much really these interest rates hikes really, really even helped, really. Well, it's, it's people, don't, feel people it. just don't feel like it did. Yeah, it did. It, it. You try to find a house mm. today. Well, people. no, but what they're saying is that the you know the, the, one of the re- reasons you raise interest rates is to bring the price, price. of goods and services down. Right, um, inflation. <clears throat> exactly, and it, and in you know the price of goods and services, from what you're saying, ha- you you don't feel that you don't see that. Yeah, I don't feel yeah. that you know the hike of the interest rates even helped with inflation at all. It didn't. Well, but see, so other things are still high, and they're not coming down. Salaries, okay? Uh, You know, everybody has seen an increase in salaries, and that's probably one of the biggest elements um, that keeps prices high. Mm. Um, But it keeps everything still kind of the same. It does. Yeah. Yeah, and yet the cost of money, that's the interest rate, Mm. the cost of money to borrow is higher. Um, and so your payments are going to go higher. If if interest rates were at 2% um, and you bought a $100,000 house uh, and you borrowed all the money, it's going to cost you $2,000 a year for that money. If your interest rates are at 7%, now all of a sudden you're paying an extra five grand. you are paying an extra – you're paying $7,000 for that $100,000 worth of money. And that seven thousand has to get spread over twelve months, and so your interest rates are, let's say, uh, six hundred dollars a month versus maybe a hundred dollars a month. All you right. just added five hundred dollars to your monthly payment. If your salary did not go up commensurate with those interest rates, you're going to be able to afford less of a house. You're going to have a house that's only maybe $75,000 now, not $100,000. Yet housing prices have gone up. So it's it puts us in a situation where folks can't afford to buy a house right now. Correct. Folks, you're listening to the accounting firm of Weitzman, Myers, Jackson, and Glenn. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you an example. Well, well, ex- well, well explained, Dean. Thank I'll you. I'll give you an yeah. example. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I have a client right now that's worked at the Acme up the street, mm. the Acme. <laughs> the Acme up the street for 34 years. She's buying a house. One here on City Ave. That, that, right. Yeah, right. right. Montgomery. Montgomery. Yeah. Nice lady. Mm-hmm. Makes uh, probably 52 G's a year, 52,000. And works hard for it, too. Works yeah. hard. 18 months ago, she would have definitely been approved for that house. Mm-hmm. Today, with the interest rates being two and a half points higher, mm-hmm. she doesn't qualify. Wow. Because so she- just a matter of 18 months. It puts her in a different bracket. What does she do? What do you mean? She works at the... No, I'm no. saying, what does she do now? How does she, how does she oh, get how out do of this you, hole? How does she... We're trying to get a co-signer. Okay. We need a non-occupant co-signer to go on that loan to help her support the income so she may be qualified. But 18 months ago, 18 she, would, months she wouldn't have needed that. Needed that. Been in how, the house. How hard is it to get a non... Uh, a qualified... What do you call it? A non-occupied... Non-occupied co-borrower. Meaning, helping you with the income, but not living there. And can anybody do that? Yes. Yes. Wow. But... But they're that's not, they're, they're, they aren't easy to find. No, they aren't. This happens to be her daughter, and she's a little reluctant. But, you know, how, you know, how well do your kids like you? You know, it's... 
Yeah. Kids, kids, mom, aunt. <clears throat> Here's uncle. the problem with co-signing. When you co-sign, uh, if they make a late payment, correct. Your 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 credit rating your suffers. credit rating yeah. is dinged. He knows his stuff. He yeah. must have done this before. Well, <laughs> I, I, listen, he's been around. <laughs> yeah, you remember the first house we bought? Oh, it, wasn't, oh, it wasn't an easy deal. Never easy with Dean. He deliberately <laughs> does stuff before we close, deliberately to make it more difficult. At least he's consistent. I think I fixed everybody's credit in this room. You have? <laughs> yes. Speaking I'm, of, wait. not yet. Well, I'm getting. I'm getting. Right. Let's talk about that because okay. now, what can folks do to put themselves? in a better place right now as interest rates creep up with the credit rating. How does credit rating impact uh, your ability to get a loan vis-a-vis the higher interest rates? Correct, correct. And uh, credit rating impacts everything. So, you know, I'm not busy right now. I'm not busy. Uh, so I have the time for people that are want to be put in position to buy a house. Now, they have to be have some compensating factors. They have to have a gig. They got to be working. They got to have a couple bucks put away. But if their credit score is preventing them, I have the time now to work on that and fix that so they can have the American dream. 215-227-2727. If you want Jack to fix your credit, give us a call. If you got legal issues or questions, we're here to talk to you about it. 215-227-2727. So, Jack. Yes, sir. So, I had an angry uh, situation. So, um, all of a sudden, you know, and let's uh, explain to people what escrow is, okay? <laughs> so um, somewhere along the line, uh, my property got reassessed. Correct. And in that reassessment, my property value, I guess, went up. Right. So, so the taxes went up. Correct. And then all of a sudden, I'm going from, 14, you know, 14 a month to 16 a month. Just from that reassessment, fourteen hundred, fourteen sixteen hundred to sixteen hundred so a month. Taxes went up two hundred. So you went up twenty four hundred dollars. I went up twenty four hundred dollars well, based on based on um, whatever I needed in my escrow because right. my escrow pays the. Taxes. Well, what's in escrow is not just taxes. It's also your um, insurance, mortgage insurance, mortgage insurance, and, and your homeowners and home. Yeah. Well, homeowners insurance, right, homeowners insurance as well. So as insurance goes up, as taxes go up, and they both go up inevitably every year to some extent. Right. Yours took a spike, but they all go up. So your monthly payment every year is going to raise up a little bit. Right. But they told me straight up that it was taxes. It wasn't the homeowners insurance. Okay. You can fight that, Eric. You can appeal it. I doubt you'll get any uh, relief, but... You know, Philly used to be a bargain. It's not a bargain anymore. It cost a lot to run the city, and it's impacted everybody. I, I'm doing a loan now uh, in by the museum, you know, the Fairmount section. Nice house. Uh, $7,000 in real estate tax. Wow. Seven grand. Where it used to be three. Hmm. Seven grand. Yeah, and you know why? Because the city lost its tax base with workers who work from home in mm. the suburbs. There you go. Mm. And now mm. all of a sudden, the city was getting all this <clears throat> wage income, uh, wage taxes, and those wage taxes have dropped down because folks have worked. Let's say you work half-time in uh, just in a suburb. Abington. Of Phil- in Abington. Abington. You work half-time in Abington, you can tell your employer to reduce your wage tax by one-half. 
uh, if you're out there working two and a half or three days a week, and that means the city's not getting that wage, not getting the tax on that wage. They have to make it up somewhere, and they're going to make it up on the backs of the property so owners. So that's where it comes from, the property taxes. Absolutely. I mean, how many mm. different the – ta- the city gets – they get taxes on, on, on goods. Um, you know, you buy something. You have, you have a sales tax. Mm. You have a wage tax, and yeah. you have an, a, a property tax. Yep. That's it. That's it. That's, I mean, well, there's death taxes, but that goes to the Commonwealth, not the city. Right. And I guess it flows back to the city well, eventually. Well, it's funny. You, prior to you all coming in, we were having a conversation about the next administration, what they're going to do and can't do, and where money comes from, this, that, and the other. These are things you got to think about if you're going to be living here going forward, and if you're going to be managing this city going forward. you got to think about stuff like this. And, Jack, what you do, folks, no matter what's going on, folks need a place to live. Always. Always. So what you do is always important. Thank you. You got to, so what I have learned, there are three shows we do that everyone listens to, aside from what, what, what Dean does as it relates to accidents and whatnot. But when we talk about, when we call Saul in here and talk about wills and whatnot, that's proper. But when you come on and talk about credit and housing and opportunities, these phones are, these phones are blazing now. What you do is really important, my friend. I, I wish I had your knowledge, but I'm glad we do have it. And I think folks are really appreciate how it. How easy, know that. how quickly it, can somebody expect to go from, let's say, a 600 credit score to a 700. How hard is it to move 100 points? Hmm. Let's be realistic. How about 550 to 605? You okay. know, a lot of people are in the fives. Yeah. I need to hmm. get it up over 580 to have a shot. That's easier to do, a lot easier to do than go from a 600 to a 7. And we're talking just really FHA, right? No, the conven- yeah, conventional pro- it really is, is out is outside the box now. They, okay. They've made so many uh, different stages to get approved in their process. Uh, they, they're tiered now, and it makes it very difficult. Plus, they're charging. They have hits along the way. FHA is the best, best way When I to see go. these commercials now about an app you can get that, even if you're just paying your bills, your, 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 your utility bills, you can now get credit for that towards your credit score. You can add that, yeah. Well, a lot of folks never knew that, Yeah, that, yeah. that it wasn't happening, that you weren't getting that added to your credit score. It if, would change a lot of people's scores. If you pay Pico on time. On time. You know, you don't want to add something. Pico, all yeah, that you don't yeah. want to add something that you're in arrears. Folks didn't know. A lot of folks didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. And they weren't getting credit for that towards their credit score. Yeah. It, yeah. It's some kind, sometimes. And I don't have to count the debt against them because it's utility. It's not a ongoing credit. Mm. You know, so I don't have to count that. There are changes, though. There are things that are coming in to be a benefit. I just was made aware from one of my investors that they are now doing a FHA loan, which is typically 3.5% down. They'll do a first and second, so 0% down. What do you mean a first and a second? So they'll take the 35 Yeah. You'll do a first and a second, so they'll cover the 3.5% so you can get in with nothing down. In the front, with no, no. A first mortgage and a second mortgage. First and a second, yeah. I, I don't understand that. Well, you have two mortgages. You have the first one. Yeah. At and the second one will be the three and a half percent. So these are for people that already have this. You're saying? No. They've already no, taken this, out one. This is brand new. Just introduced last week. Oh. So a first and a second. It used Jack to be dropping around. bombs and pearls. Yeah, right. yeah. It used to be news. around a long time. So you would just have to close. You know cover the closing costs, such as you buy a $100,000 property, mm-hmm. FHA 
you know, wanted three and a half percent down. So that's thirty five hundred dollars. You buy a two hundred, you know, it's seven grand. So now we could do a first and a second, eliminate the down money and just do closing costs. Wow. I have not done one yet. You know, they say, this, they say a lot of shit. They say, <laughs> is how, until that's I see, how new it is. Until I see how <laughs> difficult it is. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, Gary, line two, Eric. Oh, Gary, welcome to Court Radio. How you doing? I'm doing well, thanks. You got a question for Jack or me? Yes. My question is, I'm retired military. Uh, and thank you for I your service. Yes. For, yeah, thank you for your service. You're very welcome. I never used my GI Bill to get a home, and I'm in my I'm 65. A friend of mine just used his a couple of years ago. He's 65 also. How do who do I call to start getting my credit in shape? You call me, so I can use my GI Bill. It's a your VA loan, your VA, VA loan. Yeah. Right. It's the best uh, program out there. Is it the best program out there? So, Jack, you're inviting uh, Gary to give you a call. How's he get in touch with you? You call me on my cell phone, which is my personal cell phone, 215-479-1843. Thank you. All right. And, we'll, and a, friend I'll, of mine, a friend of mine used his, and he has a duplex, and the person living on top of him is paying his mortgage. That's right. That's right. right. That's the way to do it. Call me. I'll put you in position. <laughs> we'll get you set. You should definitely use Thank it. It's a program much. with zero percent down and no mortgage insurance. Wow. How about that? Zero, no mortgage insurance. All right, Gary, you got his number. Give him a call. Talk to you soon. Thanks for being a part of Court Absolutely. Radio. Mm-hmm. Have a Eric, line one, Zane. Oh, Zane. Crazy Zane. Or Jean A. Or Jean A. I don't know. What is it? <laughs> Hello. Good morning. Hello. Going once, going twice. What there happened there? I don't know. Somebody. Thank God we didn't have that horrible. Oh God! Puts the hairs on the back of my neck up. Robert, line three, Eric. Robert. Yes. Good morning. Good morning. Hi, Robert. So do you guys answer criminal questions? I'm calling out a... Um, yes. Yeah. I can try. Okay, I so I'm going to give you a brief overview. The house was raided for drugs. Claimed that I was a drug dealer. No drugs were found. That's never a good day. Uh, but I am a convicted felon, and I had a firearm in the house. I can my relate. Question is, my question is this. So how long is it supposed to take to get the discovery? Because we're still trying to figure out what was your probable cause for coming in the house? Yeah. Um, well, first off, I, I would, you know, I, you didn't say it, but um, my question is, did did they have a warrant? Um, or okay, what? yeah, they did. So they did come in with the warrant. So All right. So, a, so the warrant, <clears throat> the warrant usually means that they've laid out probable cause to a judge who's signed off on the warrant. Um, that doesn't mean that you can't explore that issue, and obviously it sounds like that's what you're doing. You're, you're trying to explore whether there was legitimately probable cause. But the fact that they had a warrant um, is leads one to believe that they did have probable cause. And then any any criminal activity they find while doing their cause or their... their um, investigation while they're in there 
if they happen to have found other things besides drugs, they confiscate certain things. Then and, that's and, a legitimate, uh, a legitimate giant fine. trash bags of things get taken out the home. Yeah, I mean, you know, if there was a body in the house and they were looking for drugs, they don't just walk past the body and go, "Hey, uh, we don't have probable cause for the body. Let's." <laughs> Let's keep on rolling. <laughs> so um, it doesn't sound good. Um, and it sounds like you have an attorney because you're... you're... No, no, I have a public defender. Oh, well, that's an attorney. And in Philadelphia, that's a pretty damn good pretty attorney. Good. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, if I didn't, if I could not afford an attorney, I would not feel horrible about having a public defender. Not at all. Yeah. Not at all. They're, that they're, office is, is Yeah, great. top notch. Top notch. Um, but in any event, um, that's uh, how long the discovery takes is a question um, that you need to ask the attorney who's representing you. And I, the one thing you might not be able to do with a public defender is always get them on the phone at your uh, whim. And so yeah. that I, I do say, you know, <clears throat> you have uh, you have to keep knocking on that door. But that's the person you need to talk to about it. So, uh, so you saying that because of the warrant, they uh, you, you believe they automatically have probable cause? Well, I'm saying that they had to establish probable cause. It's not automatic, but they they've already had to establish probable cause to get the warrant, um, and somebody gave them the thumbs up. So. Unless there's so, some, so I guess it depends on what information was given to the judge. And whether that information is true. Is true. Yeah. Mm. I mean, bad info in, bad info out. So, you, yeah, it's definitely something to explore. It has happened. Yes, yeah. of course it has. But on the other hand, <clears throat> if, if they've gotten it once, there's a chance, a good chance, they're going to get it again. That mm. the, whoever said, yeah, that's a basis for probable cause is not going to reverse him or herself again unless you can show that there was some bad information given to the judge in the Willful first place. Willful bad information. Yeah. Yeah. And listen, God, we know there's been bad cops in the city that have, you know, played with investigations in order to get a conviction. I mean, that, you know, so that happens. <laughs> um, but um, I would uh, say that it's an uphill battle. All right, Robert. <clears throat> Thanks for calling Court Radio. Have a great Saturday. Can I ask this last part? What's that? Shouldn't there be a, a nexus between my house and the criminal activity that they're alleging? Yeah, there should be. Um, okay. and, and that that therein lies therein lies whatever the basis was for the probable cause. Um, but whether that is a true statement, whether they're going to be able to establish that at this point remains to be seen. Um, and that's why I'm saying you should investigate it. And your attorneys, no doubt, are doing that by waiting for the discoverable material and then being able to examine it and see if it's truthful and, and valid. Um, all that's happening. And if there was no connection between your house and, you know, let's say, I don't know. But still, again, if they thought they had the right place and it was a bona fide, let's say, mistake, um, there was still probable cause, and the gun they found probably will still be. Uh, now, there's a lot of people who I imagine who live in your house, and and whether it's your gun or not, um, again, there's there's things to discuss here, but these are discussions you need to have with. The
the lawyer who's representing you at the public defender's office. Yeah. It almost reminds me of, uh, like, Breonna Taylor. I was getting ready to say You that. know what I mean? How that whole situation was. They had a no-knock warrant. Yep. Mm-hmm. And they ran in there and... For him, not her. Yeah, right. for a him. For, for him, the, the, the boyfriend. Yeah. Right, but there was nothing there. Nothing. Yes, but the warrant was still a legit warrant. And, uh, right. you know, whether... If they don't find anything, if they hadn't found the gun... We wouldn't even have this conversation true, right now. True, true, and, and so, uh, but again, if there was, if there was no basis to give a warrant in the first place, then the gun goes away as well. Right, but that's our fine public defenders. They'll definitely dig into that. Yep. All right, let's talk to Sue on line four. Good morning, Sue. Hi. Good morning. Good morning, Sue. Welcome to Court Radio. What's your question? Thank you for having me. Good morning, guys. Um, so my question is, I owe a couple credit cards. Um, well, a few credit cards. It's not major. I think the highest one is like $500. Um, and now I have the money to pay off all of my stuff. Um, but everyone keeps telling me, don't pay them off. Like, it's something that I can do to get everything off of my credit to see that credit spike. I know when, once I pay it off, I'll see a spike in my credit. But Everyone's saying that there's there's other things that I can do. I wanted to know, was it true? Was it legit? And if so, how, how do I do it? Brings up an interesting question. Like, if you have $500, Jack, right? Yeah. Is it better to just make payments or to pay it off? Uh, to increase your credit score, I feel uh, make payments. Right. Bring yeah. it up to date, make payments, uh, and that's the best way to handle it. But also, yeah. there's negotiations um, Sue, because what you didn't say is how long did you owe it? Did they charge it off? And, and so, you know, you want to get the credit card company to send something to the credit bureaus saying you're a good girl now. You've done your job. You've paid them off. And, and you know, so there could be some negotiations that go on there so that they that they communicate what you want them to communicate to the credit bureaus so that it improves your score. Are they still active, or have they been uh, closed? Yeah. They're still active? They're still, yeah. Yeah. Um, still you know active. what? Give me a ring. I'll take a look at it, and I'll definitely put you in the right position. All right. To do the right thing. Because this is what okay. I do every day. All right? You have his you number? You have his number? I, I did. I took it down when you gave it to the other Very guy. good. Okay. Very good. Okay. <clears throat> what is that number again, Jack? That number is 215-479-1843. One more time? 215-479-1843. That's my personal cell phone. And <clears throat> you're proposing to help people clean their credit up. Is that what you're saying? Correct. To, you're, so you're going to move somebody from a 500 to a 580. Well, to put them in... To, to, well, you to, said a 580 to a 605. put them in a house. Yeah. What was that? For for a house. Hey, shut that phone off. Come on, you just get them calls, man. Yeah, get those calls. Crazy how many calls. Vibrating. That was Vibrate. real. That was real. Everyone. He yeah. he got calls. <laughs> yeah. No, but um, you can move somebody from a five eighty to a six oh five. Yes, we can work that. How fast? I was getting ready to ask. How, how fast? How fast? I, uh, Thirty days. Stop. Thirty days. Guaranteed. Ga- well, I can't guarantee. It. They have to work with me. But if they work with you, yeah, and they and follow your instructions, my instructions, you can do it in thirty days. It's a science. It's you've been a doing. You've been doing how long now? Thirty years. 
30 days, 30 years for 30 days. <laughs> 30 for 30. All right. Oh, there it is. Uh, yeah, folks, yeah. We, we got Jack Myers on the show. We're talking about cleaning up your credit so that you're eligible to get a mortgage. Correct. We're also answering legal questions, and I see I got Jasmine on line five. Jasmine, you stay stay right where you are. We'll be right back to you. Folks, we've got you covered today. Simply give us a call at 215-227-2727. We'll be back in two minutes. I'm Dean Weitzman. If you have a history of using chemical hair straighteners and have been diagnosed with uterine or endometrial cancer, call My Philly Lawyer now at 215-227-2727. Frequent use of chemical hair relaxers can double the risk of uterine and endometrial cancer. If you've been affected, we will fight for you. Call 215-227-2727. My Philly Lawyer, when winning matters most. When we say winning matters most, we mean it. My Philly Lawyer just helped secure an $80 million victory for a client suffering from a defective medical product. Whether it's a motor vehicle, workplace, or medical malpractice injury, My Philly Lawyer gets results. If you've been injured and want aggressive, thoughtful, thorough representation, call My Philly Lawyer first. Philly's legal champions, 215-227-2727. My Philly Lawyer, when winning matters most. I grew up here, went to school here, raised my kids here. I know Philly, and Philly knows me. I started My Philly Lawyer because if you've been injured, your lawyer matters, and choosing someone local matters. It matters to the insurance company, it matters to the jury, and most importantly, your lawyer matters when it comes to getting results. If you've been injured, call us now, 215-227-2727. My Philly Lawyer, when winning matters most. I'm Dean Weitzman. If you have a history of using chemical hair straighteners and have been diagnosed with uterine or endometrial cancer, call My Philly Lawyer now at 215-227-2727. Frequent use of chemical hair relaxers can double the risk of uterine and endometrial cancer. If you've been affected, we will fight for you. Call 215-227-2727. My Philly Lawyer, when winning matters most. Legal answers. Here's more court radio with your host, Dean Weitzman. Good morning and welcome back. I'm Dean Weitzman, your host at Court Radio every Saturday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. right here on 100.3 WRMB. And Classics 1079. The firm is in the house, folks. We're answering legal questions, and we also have Jack Myers by my side who's willing to fix bad credit for free. Willing to fix bad credit for free. And gave himself a challenge. If you follow his program, 30 days, your score will go up. There you go. Let's talk to AJ on line one. Oh, AJ. Good morning. Um, thank you for having me. I just want to say how awesome it is to work with Jack. I've been working with Jack for the last eight years. I am a realtor in Philadelphia and in Delaware County. Hi, AJ. Hey, Jack. Hey, good morning, you? love. Good morning. All right. Wow, you got a you got a, a, a uh, yeah yeah <laughs> unsolicited unsolicited <laughs> endorsement. Tell us more, AJ, please. So I 
will tell you that Jack and I, when I when he works with credit, he works with credit. He gets you into your home within 30 days. We work very hard. I work along with him, but he does most of the work. Jack is phenomenal. I've known Jack for eight years. I met him when I purchased my first home. Hmm. Wow. And were you a realtor at that time, AJ? I was not. Wow. How was your credit? You've come a long way, AJ. (laughs) I have. My credit wasn't bad. But I had some things that needed to be fixed, and he knew what to do. Eight years ago. All right, he's, a, he's a man of his word. Yeah. We'll give Jack he that. Is. He is. All right, AJ. Thanks, thanks for you, calling. AJ. Thanks Good for morning. listening to Court Radio. Folks, that really was unsolicited. We had no clue. Line three, Jasmine. Oh, Jasmine. Good morning. Good morning. Um, How are you? I'm good. Thank you. Thank you so much for taking my call. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm calling today for my niece who's younger, and she was involved late last year in a car accident. Um just in the last month, she was served with papers that the other party in the accident is wanting to sue her for $50,000 for injuries and damages. Mm-hmm. Um, at the time of the accident, her insurance company uh, determined that she was at fault because of the way that the accident occurred. Um, and I just am hoping to get some more information and to see if she should ha- hire her own counsel um, as opposed to only being represented by her insurance company's counsel. Um, so the accident occurred. She was exiting a parking lot um, into a, a pretty major intersection where there are three lanes on, at least the one side she was on. Um, the two lanes where there were vehicles have stopped to allow her to exit the parking lot and to make a left turn onto this road. But there was a third lane where the plaintiff was traveling and ended up the two of them colliding um, as she was making her way out into the, the traffic. Um when the accident occurred, the plaintiff actually had to back her car up for my, my niece to be even able to exit her vehicle. Um, but I guess because of the traffic laws, they, they, called, they said that she was automatically at fault just because of the way it happened, like she didn't have the right way. Um, so my question is, she has $30,000 um, in limits. Her car is an older car, so she, she didn't you know, put a lot of insurance on it. Um, but the person is suing for $50,000, and her insurance company has advised that if the, the plaintiff is not willing to settle for, you know, something within her limits, then she would be liable for anything in excess of it. Well, that's all true. <clears throat> However, um, the chances are pretty good that the plaintiff will settle for a policy limits offer from the insurance company. There's really no upside to the plaintiff to suing and getting a judgment against your young niece. Um, and having done this for more than 30 years, uh, I have never once um, intentionally gone after the assets of a negligent party. Um, it's way too difficult to try to get to it. Most people who have small policies don't have assets that are easily attachable, and you end up spending more money than you're hoping to ever get back. So it's not a good financial decision for my injured client. Um, The problem here is that the insurance company hasn't made a policy limits offer. Um, Now, if they continue not to make a policy limits offer, and let's say the plaintiff goes to trial and does get a judgment in excess of your niece's policy, then your niece may have a claim against her own insurance company for bad faith. 
um, because they have an obligation, the insurance company does, to settle and get your niece out from under the possibility of this, uh, this debt. And if they do not take advantage of the plaintiff's demand for policy limits, and your niece has a $30,000 policy, but that's not really what she has because that's split amongst more than one person. If a single person is injured, your niece has $15,000 in coverage. That's it. 15000 She has 30000 for an aggregate of the whole accident if more than one person were injured. So in this case, if there's only one person injured, there's fifteen grand. Her carrier has not said to the injured party, hey, here's our 15000 Will you give us a release? Because if they had, I, I assure you, the other side would have taken it. And so... If they play around and if your insurance, if her insurance company doesn't offer the 15, they go to trial, they get an amount greater than 15, then your niece would have a claim against her own carrier for kind of throwing her under the bus. Um, I wouldn't worry about it. And at this time, I wouldn't suggest it's necessary for her to get private counsel. I think she's fine where she is at this point. But if things change, if you have other questions, you can always send me an email to dean at myphillylawyer.com. Dot com, and I'll be happy to answer it at that point. Will do. Thank you so much. Jasmine, thank you for a great question. Have a great day. Thank you, you too. Hey, guys, you know what I'm doing tonight? Ooh, I'm yeah, going to the Ivy Legacy Foundation's annual Philly Men Are Cooking event. Oh, yeah. Good yeah. For you. What are, what are you cooking? Uh, no, they're, they're changing it up this year. It is like 50 or 60 professional chefs who will be coming in. Remember it used to be that... Minor, uh, minor. I, yeah. I did that once, yeah. I, I did yeah. it many years. Yeah, yeah. Um, but now it's professional chefs, and it's over at the Lulu Temple, I think in Plymouth Meeting. Hmm. Um, and uh, I'll so be there tonight. So it's men are eating. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. <laughs> yeah, well, they chefs are from Philly, so they okay. it, it's still Philly men are cooking, but they are Philly professional men are cooking. Well, how wonderful of them to have it on my birthday. I guess I'll stop by and get a plate this evening. Why don't you come over? I, you, tell me what time. I'll buy your ticket. What time? Uh, 7 o'clock I'm going to be there. May I have a plus one? Oh, now, see. Always push. There he is. Glenn, I'm pushing back. No, no, yeah. no, no. Seriously, but, but, I'm you only know, it's, it's a it's a room full of AKA women. Why would you bring a plus one? Don't bring, don't bring, don't bring sand to the beach. <laughs> and, don't, and, don't, and don't do this on air. <laughs> don't do this I'm, on I'm air. I'm just kidding, dear. I'm just kidding. <laughs> You know, I mean, if anything, Manuel is as honest as the day is long. Thank you, Dean. We are in short days this time of year. Uh, <laughs> but I'm bummed. The days but I'm bummed. are getting shorter. Uh, so, all right. Boy. We got Jack Myers in the house <laughs> who says he's fixing credit. In 30 days. 30 days. For putting in position to buy a house. Or to right. buy a house. This is all about now, eventually buying a house. Some folks, when they come to you, are they being realistic with the type of house they want to buy? Are they are their are their eyes overlooking what their credit scores? Uh, in, in other yeah. words, uh, yeah. In other words, explain to the people what there are levels debt, to this thing. What yeah. debt to income ratio is all about? Yeah, you please. know, here's when that uh, <laughs> comes into play. When I put all the numbers together, right. and they go, "Are you kidding me?" Because <laughs> people don't realize there's taxes in the city, there's mm. homeowners insurance, which you need decent credit to get good homeowners. Like, everything is tiered on that. Right. Everything. 
uh, you know, uh, mortgage insurance, interest rates higher, you know. So somebody might come in and say, look, my I want to stay around 1650 and it comes out to 2121. You know, and it's a shocker. So we, you know, and my responsibility is to make sure they can afford that. Okay. And Eric, you could afford that at, at the time. So at the know. time, at the time, I didn't. Yeah, yeah. At the time, but you yeah. know, yeah. And then you know the whole. What about folks on Social blah, blah, Security? Blah, blah. Do they get a good, a better look than folks who aren't? Does that's it matter? Just, that's I, that's income that's coming in for sure. I count it. Okay. They use it as income. All right. You know. Social Security is income. Right. Right. Social Security is income and... Pensions. Pensions. Pensions, right. yes. Pension. So child, the gentleman who Child called. support if you're a woman and you get court-ordered child That's support. That's income. Yeah, it's income. Mm-hmm. If the guy's paying it... How hard is it... It's not in... In this day and age with our... Gig society. Yeah. Somebody's, Rideshare you know, somebody's doing a, a DoorDash. They're doing an Uber, um, and and they're not filing tax returns. That's a great question. <laughs> All right, uh, as long as I can verify it. So if you're you have income, you know, DoorDash and uh, Lyft and Uber, they send statements just as paycheck. You know, it's it's verified. It's not self-employed income. It's verified. Self-employed income, depending on credit, uh, two years full tax returns. Uh, Fannie and Freddie, one year. If you know, it's, everything's there. So if you're a carpenter, you know, a roofer, I do a lot of that. A lot of that. Two one five two two seven twenty seven twenty seven. Line three, Eric. Let's talk to Shantae. Good morning, Shantae. How are you? I'm pretty good. I'm sitting here listening to you guys drop gems on these um, young women and men and older men and women. So my question is, I've been a convicted felon for over 12 years, um, and I um, I started a business. The problem is my next business venture, I don't want um, people to access my old records. And I, I was like eight. 19 years old, a young adult when this happened. So my question is, um, how do I go about getting my record expunged um, from this? It was um, it was considered a felony, a felony crime, and I did serve two to four years um, and 12 years uh, with special probation. Oh, okay. First off, is it state or federal? It's state. Okay. The only way you're getting out from under that is to get a pardon. gubernatorial pardon. You got to go talk to Josh, the governor of Pennsylvania. You got to file a petition um, for a pardon. And uh, mm. if you're fortunate, you'll get a pardon. Um, expungement is not possible currently in Pennsylvania for a felony. Not happening. So you're not getting expunged. Forget about that. But they're working on it. My friends in Harrisburg are working on trying to expand expungements um, that are really old um, and are nonviolent. Um, and so that one day that might happen. But currently, you're not getting any felonies expunged, and you can only get out from under it by a governor's pardon. Which is, okay, a, slow, okay. which is a slow process sometimes. It is. It is. It is. Uh, I, I'm, you know, uh, I'm not familiar with the process, but I know you have to have some people in your corner uh, politically. It, it helps. 
Um, it has to be, you have to have a really good reason. Like it, it has to interfere in a substantial way with your ability to make a livelihood. Um, there's got to be some, you know, some good basis there. Um, otherwise, uh, you know, you do what every other felon does, and that is um, you, you explain it. You hope that somebody out there is willing to um, give you a second chance. Pick up on it. Um, Champion your cause. Yeah, yeah. And, and you work on your resume. Otherwise, you know, I mean, mm. and I don't mean that to be facetious, but, you know, if you're volunteering, if you're helping out, you know, in the neighborhood or whatever, all of that goes to show that you're not the same Shantae that you were when you did the two to four. And make note of that. Yeah. Um, so, you know, yes, it's a burden, um, but ne- doesn't necessarily have to prevent you from moving on in life. Look at me. Two one five two two seven twenty seven twenty six. No, Shantae, you still there? Yes, I'm still here. All right, I'm just kidding with you, dear. Um, but yes. you had another part of your question. Yes, the other part is part is for Mr. Jack Myers. I currently own um, real estate, but it's for my my um, my business that I've started um, in my community, and I was trying to figure out be, will that affect. If I'm trying to go purchase a first-time home because I already own this piece of real estate, uh, but it's for my small business, and it's a commercial loan. It's not a homeowner's loan, but I operate in the building. No, no. It's a different uh, – it, it doesn't show up like uh, a regular residential or investment property. It's commercial. Is there a mortgage on it? Yes. Privately held? Yeah, you're fine. You're fine. Perfect. Okay, there you go. All right. So you got one answer that made you happy and one that didn't. <laughs> Shantae, that's as no, good as it gets here at my... 50-50. The other one helped me out, too, because, I, um, you know, I have a lot of... Um, I've been working with the law enforcement of Philadelphia, you know, volunteering and doing different things like See? that. And they, they, they kind of ask me, like, why do you never get your... I was like, well, I never thought about it. I thought it was impossible. But now you guys gave me a little bit of hope. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Take that hope and have a great day, Shantae. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, let's see here. How about uh, line two, Gregory? Oh, Gregory, welcome to Court Radio. Hey, good morning, you guys. How morning. are you doing this morning? All good. All oh, good. I have a little problem what my brother does he's in the nursing assist facility and they have people up there that was stealing or whatever but this uh last october uh somebody went in his room and dug his change bank out and the thing is uh it had over a good amount of money in it and the thing is when we go to talk to the people that run the, they come handing me this paper out of his uh, document uh, stating that they're not responsible for lost or stolen items. So I go to make a police report, and when I made the police report, the police asked, well, did they have security? I said, no, they didn't have security. He said, well, you might want to check into that. I'm asking, what can be done about that? Okay. Well, <clears throat> what can be done? I, you know what? The answer is I'm not sure, mm. and here's why. Because that paper they handed you, that means something. That's a contract. And when we sign contracts, we are bound by the terms of the contract most of the time, unless the terms are found to be unenforceable. Um, 
And so uh, it, I would need – one would need to see the contract that they were bantering around saying this protects us from your claim for stolen property. It may. They may be right. Sometimes you sign these contracts and you can't go to court because there's a clause in the contract that says arbitration only. And so, again, uh, some of these terms are enforceable and some are not. But you have to read the contract and see what they're talking about. Um, And the contract will control unless case law overrules the contract. Um, And you're talking about a change bank. I mean, you say there's a lot of money. I don't know what a lot of money is to you, but if you're going to retain an attorney to sue the nursing home, um, it's going to cost into the thousands. So that has to be one heck of a change bank for it to be worth your pursuing. If it's a few hundred dollars, while that may seem like a lot, if you start talking to an attorney for that, you know, it's not gonna, it's not gonna pan out for you well. Wow. Okay. I was wondering if anything could be changed about that law that they got not responsible for this or for that because there's two months stealing going on in there and they know it's happening. They got cameras. I know. And then they tell you what. Listen, it happens no. happens everywhere. I, I mean, I I gave my mom a phone, um, and the phone disappeared. You know, who knows? Did she, you know, she's a little crazy now. Did she did it and leave it somewhere. Yeah, did she or, leave yeah. it somewhere? Did somebody <clears throat> snatch it? Who knows? But, yeah, I, that's a common occurrence in a nursing home is for, you'd be lucky if you have your underwear in most <laughs> nursing homes these days. I mean, wow. it's, wow. it's 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 TMI. Difficult. Yeah, mm. I, I mean, and you don't know who they're hiring, you know, yeah, I mean, yeah. because it's not the, you know, people don't all get in line for that job a not lot the, of Not times. the cream of the crop of yeah. compassionate people, yeah. So I, I don't know what to tell you, Greg, is to make sure you don't leave anything of, of value around in your brother's room. Um, and in the meantime, um, you should ask them for a copy of that contract, and you should read it because that contract controls a lot of things as between your brother and the nursing home, and you should see, uh, you should have a copy for your file and be able to read it at your leisure. Greg, thanks for calling Court Radio. Have a great Saturday. Folks, we're up against our next break. We'll be back in two minutes with Jack Myers. I'm Dean Weitzman. If you have a history of using chemical hair straighteners and have been diagnosed with uterine or endometrial cancer, call My Philly Lawyer now at 215-227-2727. Frequent use of chemical hair relaxers can double the risk of uterine and endometrial cancer. If you've been affected, we will fight for you. Call 215-227-2727. My Philly Lawyer, when winning matters most. When we say winning matters most, we mean it. My Philly Lawyer just helped secure an $80 million victory for a client suffering from a defective medical product. Whether it's a motor vehicle, workplace, or medical malpractice injury, My Philly Lawyer gets results. If you've been injured and want aggressive, thoughtful, thorough representation, call My Philly Lawyer first. Philly's legal champions, 215-227-2727. My Philly Lawyer, when winning matters most. I grew up here, went to school here, raised my kids here. I know Philly, and Philly knows me. I started My Philly Lawyer because if you've been injured, your lawyer matters, and choosing someone local 
matters. It matters to the insurance company. It matters to the jury. And most importantly, your lawyer matters when it comes to getting results. If you've been injured, call us now, 215-227-2727. My Philly Lawyer, when winning matters most. I'm Dean Weitzman. If you have a history of using chemical hair straighteners and have been diagnosed with uterine or endometrial cancer, call My Philly Lawyer now at 215-227-2727. Frequent use of chemical hair relaxers can double the risk of uterine and endometrial cancer. If you've been affected, we will fight for you. Call 215-227-2727. My Philly Lawyer, when winning matters most. legal answers here's more court radio with your host dean weitzman good morning and welcome back i'm dean weitzman your host of court radio every saturday morning from 9 to 10 a.m right here on 100.3 classics 107.9 there you go um Birthday boy just walked in. Yes, he did. Welcome back. Thank you. It's a quick break. Um, folks, we're here with Jack Myers in the studio. Jack is really infamous for getting folks mortgages who think they're never going to be able to do it. You can pull he, that rabbit he, out the head. Me man. included. He, he, yeah. He made magic. He made magic for Eric. He can make magic for you. Um, and he's offering up his services for free to improve your credit score and get you on the path to home ownership. Wait a second. I, for free? For free. Jack. He's going to fix your credit for free. You know people charge for that, Jack. A lot. They, they do. A yeah. lot. I, should I charge? No. Okay. This is your this gift. This is a courtesy <laughs> you know, yeah. show. Just give an yeah. applause for that, Jack. This, this, I mean, this that, is that, your that, gift yeah. to court radio listeners. I, offer, I also fixed uh, the, the main man here. I, I refuse to believe that Dean I, needed help Dean, and assistance. Dean. Not Dean. Yeah, back it, in the day. Yes, I did. Back in the day, that's, I was uh, a well-organized person. <laughs> Dean. Well, you know, he grew now well disciplined. Now it's yeah. you know things have changed, but um, <laughs> back in the day, I paid people when I got around to it. <laughs> that's <laughs> I was good for it. It was you know I was good for it. You, know, you, you were the I got you. Yeah, 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 yeah I got yeah. No, I got you. Yeah, you're that guy. And and so what happens is you start paying late and you don't yeah. even think about it. You know, like what's the big deal? It's fifteen days late. It's thirty days late. You got paid, didn't you? That was my attitude. Wrong attitude, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He did worse than that. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> now everything's on autopilot. Right. I don't. I, I you know I haven't written a check in. I don't know how long. And, and when, sometimes I have guys come over to the house to do some work, and they send a bill, and I say, can I pay you from Venmo, Cash App, uh, <laughs> PayPal? No, no, no. I don't do any electronics. you got to send me a check. And I'm looking at them like, what? In this day and age, somebody has to. They, they, has your handwriting suffered over the years, by the way? Because I can't write the way I used to because now everything is so. Yeah, no. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, I don't handwrite. You don't handwrite? I dictate. Ooh. Yeah. Handwriting is uh, it's that know. boss stuff. Yeah. He's in the book, the boss world. I dictate. I, I dictate. You know who you're dealing with here. <laughs> I don't think you know. All right, let's talk to T on line one. T, welcome to Court Radio. 
Yes, good morning. Uh, I, I appreciate the great job that you guys are doing for us people that don't know what to do. But anyway, I'm going to get right to it. So anyway, um, I was uh, married, and I guess in 2014, my spouse at that time took my kids and everyone in my house and left the house. And uh, she's been telling uh, lies about why she left to the courts for child support and then for custody, for, you know, custody, so you can maintain custody to get more money from me. And then even in divorce court and even lied to the DHS. So I wanted to know, do you handle it? Because I haven't heard it this morning, family law. Okay, well, family law is one of the areas where you're going to talk to Jay Berger at my office, and Jay's going to figure out what it is you need, what area of specialty, and um, what lawyer would be the best to make a referral for you. So one of the things that my Philly lawyer that we, I mean, we obviously, we focus on personal injury, medical malpractice, mass torts. Um, You've heard me talk about any type of claim where somebody has suffered an injury or death, that's a claim that my Philly lawyer is involved in on, you know, on a daily basis. There are other areas of the law that we maintain um, a referral list of attorneys who we have reviewed uh, their work, believe that they're competent to do what it is they claim to do, and we associate our clients with them. Um, And that's the case with family law. Um, So I'm happy to have you give us a call at 215-227-2727 during the week. Um, You're going to ask for Jay Berger, and Jay's going to... give you plenty of time to talk about what your issues are and then make the referral to the appropriate attorney. Does that work for you, T? Yeah, and one more question if I could. Sure. Do you do you guys also, uh, or rather, do you refer when it comes to, I guess, um, defamation of character? Because I guess that goes hand in hand. A person yeah, it's all family law. It's all false thing. It's all the yeah. same thing. Is it civil or no? Um, well, again, defamation is a tort. It is a, a claim that you would bring against another party for their um, wrongdoing, and um, you would be seeking damages as a result of that. So, no, it's not necessarily the same. However, if it's your ex who's lying about you in family court, um, the appropriate thing to do is to bring the claim in family court and prove her to be the liar that she is. Um, and, and for that... You really need to have legal representation. And I understand, listen, I understand better than most what it means to pay an attorney out of your pocket. It is not an easy thing to do. It's tough. Um, But when you're talking about your kids and you're talking about having to pay too much child support over years and years, you better find the money somehow to pay for private counsel because going in it alone when your wife has representation and you don't, your your spouse or your ex, mm-hmm. you are at a serious disadvantage to being lied on and to being manipulated. And without representation, it's almost always going to go bad for you. So um, anyway, T, I hope I gave you some advice on that. I look forward to give Jay a call this week. Jay will handle your issue. Um, and get you referred, but you better start saving some money because that stuff is not cheap. Not at all. Uh, Folks, we are just about up to the hour. Uh, Jack, one more time, what number do people call to get their credit fixed? (laughs) 
for position to buy a house. Yes. Okay. You got to say that part. Yes. 215-479-1843. And thank you for having me on, Dean. Jack, it's always a pleasure to have you. Folks love you, um, and you do a good job. I mean, I I know that firsthand. Eric knows that firsthand. AJ knows that firsthand. So, uh, you know, this is not – I'm not, you know, giving you – uh, biscuits here. I'm telling you that you're the man for this job. And if I, anybody's listening, if they need a mortgage and they're not calling you, they're fools. All right. We'll be back next week. Same time, same place.